0: to the Boxing Rant Podcast. Leave your kid gloves at
1: home. But I'm the best ever. My style is impetuous. There's no one that can match
0: me. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion that's ever been. My defense is impregnable. If anybody can get yeah. What up, what up, fight fans? Welcome back to episode 323 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. I'm Kenny Keith, and I'm joined as always by vince cummings what up Vin?
1: what's going on brother i hope everybody enjoyed the boxeo last night because the schedule is drying up you will not get dick for the next three four weeks folks and boxing they could try to fill the void right you know just get up in there penetrate that thing there's there's no other sports going on right now and what do they do ah they just sit back boxing is the fucking void ken <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, man, and there's nothing worse than getting fucking dried up on. That is the absolute (laughs) worst. (laughs) Either that or getting caked with wallpaper paste. Not real sure which one's worse. (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Yes, the boxing schedule is uh, drier than an aged vagine. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. Thanks to, um, you know, good old Mister Tyson Fury, your boy, your buddy, your bestie. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, have you seen the footage? Like, it, like here's the timeline on Tyson Fury, real quick, before we get to the uh, <laughs> before we get to the opening credits, right? So his t- him and his team test positive for COVID. Then two days later, he's spotted at a luxury car dealership buying a quarter million dollar vehicle. Right. <laughs> then he's spotted um, in Vegas on the Vegas floor. I think it was on the 15th of June and people are taking selfies with them as he's like running the streets in Vegas. Right. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, hold on a second. And then all the heat starts flying towards Tyson Fury And then a very well-prepared and very, you know, well-made video drops on mental health. His shield is deployed (laughs) (laughs) against the masses. Now, you know, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, I said I was going to take the heat for this because of shitty ticket sales. Right. That's why Deontay didn't really go off the rails or anything like that. Everything's been kept kosher, except the fans don't like the fact that fucking basically Tyson can't keep it in his pants. Right? <laughs>
1: it's fucking ridiculous, dude. That is the most ridiculous situation. Anybody who buys anything that comes out of any of the shits like, look, folks, just go with it. All right. It's what it is. There wasn't no COVID up in that bitch. I don't give a fuck what everybody's always. I spoke to the team. A couple people have it. Yeah. Oh, they do. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I, yeah. sure, sure thing. Well, I, I'm sure your source is solid, <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Because as we know, um, all solid sources in boxing. I mean, they're also, you know, angels of truth. Wouldn't you say? hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, beacons in that category for all of us to, uh, to try to embody and uh, and and become. But all bullshit aside, we appreciate all of you tuning in to episode 323 of the Boxing Rant podcast. Subscribe to the show. Follow us on social media at the Boxing Rant at Vince Cummings 81 at Kenny Keith Jr. We are everywhere. Um, we back bigger than ever, but we also going on vacation because boxing's going on vacation, <sighs> and I ain't relying on. Fucking Eddie Hearns elephant walk fat camp where I don't know seventy five percent of the fucking fights are versus TBA. So I'm not sticking around for that. <laughs> I'm going on vacation. Vin, how about you?
1: <laughs> yeah, ah, uh, nah, no elephant walks this year in the garden, Eddie. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, but then in August uh things heat back up, and it should be a fucking hell of a close. The last quarter of the boxing calendar is going to be excellent. Yes. Um, there is no doubt about it. As long as we get what they're saying is happening on October 9th, because it's official, right? <laughs> oh, We're getting too much heat. Just say it's official. <laughs> uh, Eddie, Eddie, 9th. Will,
1: Eddie will tell you anything's
0: official, Ken. Oh, yes. Eddie will versus tba right he <laughs> fucking releases the video like the youtube video of them in fucking stop motion capture and you know everybody's setting up the ring and fucking drones are flying and look look we put an agent lawn. that's the heli the the helos or the helis the heli whatever, the helicopters whatever, whatever the fucking say <laughs> in in britain you know it's all about fucking putting the cart before the horse they don't even have opponents for all these people they put on the poster <laughs> It's so fun. typical fucking match room, dude.
1: It's hilarious.
0: Yeah. So we'll let you know. We'll let you know. Uh, but the boxing rant has not quit. Okay. All right. Um, then let's get right down to business here on episode 323. It's the post fight from Showtime, San Antonio, Texas. Jamel Charlo versus Brian Castaño for all the belts at 154 pounds. Um a lot on the line in this fight man. It was really hard for me to get a read on Jermel Charlo in the lead up to the you know, the day of the fight. He just kind of had this look on his face and I don't know if it was like apprehension. I, I don't I don't know what it was. He always just I, he always has this look of intensity on him, but this time it looked like he was also like being intense while simultaneously <laughs> trying not to shit himself, you know? <laughs> And so I couldn't tell if it was like, like, you know, what was on the line or if he didn't feel prepared or, I mean, I thought that Charlo put on a pretty good performance. I mean, I, I don't think it was his best performance. He had moments. I mean, he, he's powerful, right? He, he can be precise, but I just feel like he was, it almost seemed like he was a willing dance partner for, you know, the moves that Castaño was trying to cut. You know what I mean? He just didn't, it didn't seem like he wanted to lead in this waltz. What say you, then?
1: Yeah, that was part of his problem. The biggest part of his problem in that fight. I mean, look, uh, it was a close fight. Okay. And I know there's, you know, there's a back and forth as to, you know, this is one of those controversial scorecard fights and and everybody wants to get their scorecard out there.
0: I had it 126 to four. I mean,
1: mine's easy, easily the closest. When you yeah, say, I, I would go with that one. I would definitely go with that one. Uh, <laughs> it was just, uh, and, and, and I get it. Okay, there's two different styles of fighting. Do you do you like this guy that landed, you know, significantly fewer punches that were clearly visibly more powerful throughout the fight, or do you like the guy that went to work and kind of controlled the fight, marched? Charlo around the ring, pushed him back into the ropes. I thought Charlo gave up ground. He he willingly gave up ground. Like to me, it reminded me of Canelo Alvarez in the first triple G fight where he like just willingly went back to the ropes and was like, I like my chances countering off the ropes rather than countering in the center of the ring. And to his credit, he landed a left hook off the ropes and hurt Castaño in the second round or it it was early in the fight. And I I think he maybe fell in love with that shot and started looking for it a little too much because he allowed Castaño, in my opinion, to take control of that fight in the middle rounds in rounds five through nine of that fight. I thought Mm -hmm. Castaño planted his feet, went to work. He he was able to hurt Charlo at a certain point with, with a left hook of his own. Charlo almost looked like he held on to the ropes to stay up. Uh, it, it was a, you know, a classic back and forth and it had its moments. And look, I I, I get the controversy. I, I get everybody saying I thought he won it. What from what I've seen, a vast majority thro- thought thought Castano won that fight. I thought Castaño did enough to win the fight. I had him up seven to two after nine rounds. I thought Charlo won the last three rounds, and I thought Castano did himself no favors in giving away, possibly. Not that he gave him away, he fought, but Charlo went after it in those last three rounds. And, and I give him full credit for going after it like that. So, yeah, I, I finished it at seven to five. I can see you swinging around Charlo's way earlier in the fight, whatever, six six draw. There is literally, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit down and watch the fight again at some point this week. I don't see where you're seeing any more than six rounds for Charlo in this fight. I just, there wasn't enough there. There wasn't enough substance to the work. Was he able to do damage when he did work at times? Yes, but he was Well, people
0: want extra credit for that, Vin. They want extra credit for the damage.
1: Yes, and they want to score that round ten eight that that he hurt because no 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 that he hurt him, but he wasn't like he wasn't running for a minute and a half, you know, surviving, holding on. That's not how the round went. So no, it was not a 10-8 round there either. I, look, it was very close. I don't care about any of that. At the end of the day, you can say what you say, I say what I say. Doesn't matter. The decision is the decision. It's a draw. Hopefully, they fight again at some point. My biggest thing was we got a hell of a fight, dude. That was a fun fucking fight to watch. It was it had ebbs and flows back and forth. I know Castaño doesn't wasn't throwing as many punches as he normally does, but he was making shit count. We've never seen Charlo put on the retreat like that. And I thought he fought well off the back foot for when he when he did decide to throw. It was just a good fight, dude. I'm just glad that uh, like watching now, I'm going. I, man, I, I can't ask for any more as a boxing fan than a full unification fight where these guys went at it. It's boxing. The fucking judges are gonna screw this shit up. It, it's a given. It is a mm-hmm. fucking given, especially in Texas. i I
0: can't let it bother me anymore. I enjoyed last night. yeah, the fight was 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 fantastic. I mean, you can't ask for anything better. You know, it's just I you know, I think that Ch- that charlo strategically, he just he missed an opportunity early in the fight when Charlo was putting his jab out there. You know, I feel like he had an opportunity to really sit down on that thing, you know, and like really put some mustard behind it. And he didn't. You know, he was he was kind of just feeling with it. And he would he would, you know, he would catch him and and yeah, I didn't really see any any like pure power jabs that snap back gastano's head i mean he got hit with the stuff because he's right there i just i you know maybe i'm expecting Jermel charlo to you know become gennady golovkin in that situation or or sergey kovalev in that situation right where it's like okay well i'm just gonna stand here and i'm gonna fuck you up with this thing um robert easter right robert easter one of the most slept on fucking jabs in boxing like charlo's got the power in the frame behind that jab i just didn't see him it it just seemed like it was like ah fuck i'm just waiting on that left hook i don't really want to overextend myself too much and i think he i do i think that was he allowed castanio in the door and that's how castanio was allowed in the door and then once he did he got busted up in the second round but from that point forward i think he was comfortable Wearing what it was going to take to get close to him. You know, we talked about in the preview about Castaño's, uh, his body attack. And that left hook, man, I mean, it, you know, it's pretty violent. I'm I'm almost convinced that at some point in that fight, early in the fight, uh, maybe around like the third, fourth round, Castaño scrambled Jermell Charlo's eggs. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Mm-hmm. Because I kept hearing the instruction coming from the corner. And there was no response to the instruction at all throughout the middle rounds of that fight. And then all of a sudden, it, it like around the ninth, tenth round, it was like it was like Jermell Charlo like woke up all of a sudden and everything his trainer was telling him like you're fucking losing. You need to go for the knockout here. And then he stepped on the gas. And like you said, I mean, you can definitely see um, Jermell Charlo winning those last three rounds, but. I, I don't know, man. He just kind of his whole his whole attack seemed counterintuitive, which makes me feel like um, at some point because th- it, it was visible to me. I think the announcers may have brought it up. I I saw I saw Charlo get buzzed a few times in this fight. I mean, these were some big hellacious shots. He wasn't expecting Castano to bring that that overhand right the way that he was bringing it. You know what I mean? And uh, there was a lot of power behind that punch. I don't know, man. You know. I feel like Castaño won the fight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 117 to 111 for Charlo. It's like you said, man. It, you know, it's like, why do we even have fucking judges anymore? Like, why do we even have... Like, like the belts don't mean anything anymore. I mean, like, this was all Charlo fucking wanted were, the, were these fucking belts, right? And then you hear him in the post-fight, and he's like, eh, you know, oh, you want a rematch? Well, you know, I, I'm going to take some time off from boxing. So... <laughs> It was a great fight. Do you want a rematch? I mean, that that was a fantastic fight. You guys should run that back, you know, since it was a draw. Strike while the iron's hot. I'm going to talk to my manager first and but I'm going to take some time away, you know. It's like, w- w- hold on a second. What What is going on right here? Like, It's clear that Jermel felt like he lost the fight in the post fight, but I'm, I'm like, what? So Castagna's like, no, I want a fucking rematch. And it's almost like Jermel knows, like somebody told him, like, well, we got you covered. You're going to get a draw at the very least. If this thing's close, you're going to get a draw at the very least. You're not going to have to fight this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs> we'll take I mean, care of that, okay? You're it, not going to have to fight this guy again.
1: His response would, would lead you to believe that he heard that, right? I, it's It was very odd, very, very odd. And I want to shoot down this, like, I've seen this narrative today where it is that Brian Castaño shoe shined his way to winning some of those rounds.
0: Let me, oh, let me, he beat the living shit out of Jermell Charles.
1: Let, let's, let's be honest here, okay? Was there some moments in some rounds at the end of rounds where he turned it on? Absolutely there was. That's very smart fighting to turn it on in the last 15 to 20 seconds of the round and throw a flurry, but to act as if Castaño you know, sat back for two minutes and then pulled a sugar Ray Leonard against Marvin Hagler, get, get out of here. Okay. That, that, that did not happen. Stop making shit up. Castano went to work in that fight. Like as far as a unification fight goes and a guy that put his foot on the gas and went for it. I know he didn't throw as many, as as many punches as he's used to doing fucking, yeah, guess what, folks. When you when you're fighting the best in the world, you're not gonna throw 800 punches. It just doesn't fucking happen. It's there's the level of competition is too fucking high. What I mean is, he kept the mental pressure on Charlo that entire fight. He was the boss of the in the ring for the majority of the time. I thought he landed more shots. Whether you think they were cleaner, I I tend to agree with you. I thought they both buzzed each other. Two, three times each in this fight. Okay. They both wore it very well and they both got over it very well. But there wasn't like some grand power advantage from Charlo. He was landing the bigger shots at times, but it's not like he was vastly more powerful than Castaño was in this fight. And and his power, his power certainly didn't stop Castaño from coming forward. So I don't look, it was a great fight. I I feel like Castano deserved to walk out of the out of the ring with those three belt or with all four of those belts last night, and it's a shame when we get a it takes so long to get to a fight like this, and to get a fucking draw a draw at this point when it's like a full unification fight, shouldn't there be like some deciding factor at the end that th- there's a fourth card brought in or there's something to get us a fucking winner in this situation not only like more than anything the fighters deserve it more than the fans deserve it like let these guys have fought for something other than like oh my god i just took fucking years off my life for a fucking draw. And, and now I got to run this shit back against this motherfucker. Who's the toughest fight I've ever had in my life. Like, it's not something that's very fun to have to stare down after you just came out. So I, I get where, where Jermell Charlo's coming from. Uh, when he said, when he made those comments at the end of the fight, but <sighs> Jermel come on, man. Yeah, I know you, you want him to say the right thing in that situation is all she got to say is like, yeah, I'm going to take a little break and, uh, we'll sit down and talk and we're ready to
0: run it back. I'm here for it. We can run it back. Yeah. And then whether or not you do, who gives a shit? Right. Right. Yeah. It, that was uh he. he Yeah. He did not uh, present himself well in that moment. But whatever, man. He just he, it's like you said, he just fucking like you expect that dude. He just he just comes out of the box, you know, three weeks fucking living in the mud. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that, man. Dude, that i'm trying to get a, am sh- trying to get a shower son <laughs> <laughs> t- you're asking me these questions foe <laughs> i'm telling you the one thing that i've
1: I, and it was always there but picking up uh, like Jermel charlo whatever energy that that dude has whatever his fucking aura is <laughs> yeah. is fucking frightening it scares yeah. the living shit out of me dude the, like you said the look on his face looks like he's like honestly, tries he holding back a shit. What the fuck's going on here? I I see a killer who <laughs> yeah. scares the shit out of me.
0: <laughs> Let's get to the question that that I think you know is gonna be talked about moving forward with Jermel Charlo. Because it was the you know, the question coming into this fight. Um, is Jermel Charlo a top 10 pound for pound fighter in the world? <laughs> well. Woke up this morning and checked my Twitter. Terrence Crawford does not think no. that Jermell Charlo is. He said to Jermell, he goes, uh, "Yeah, sorry, I'm I, you know I'm late to the party, but uh, yeah, the reason why you not pound for pound is what happened last night. <laughs> 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 you know, that's why you not pound for pound, buddy. Um, yeah, I mean, look, look, he moved ahead on our list in front." of Lomachenko, well, let's think of these two opponents. I'm going to put Brian Castaño sort of in the same category as a Nakatani, probably a little bit better in their, in their respective weight classes. Castaño is, but that level of opponent anyways, you know? Um, and eh, I don't know, man, like the it's always the thing with the Charlos, you know, like they, it's like they take, a fucking huge leap forward. And then they just go way back in, in situations where you think a pound for pound level fighter is going to differentiate themselves, you know? And that's really what gets you moving and shaking up and down a list is do you separate yourself from a you know, Brian Castaño is every bit the fighter that Jermel Charlo is. It's just, it's just believed. And from what we've seen, that Charlo is just the you know more skilled, more technical, and has, um, you know the uh, probably the bigger one punch power. Anyways, but you know, man, I I don't know. It's it it's hard for me to say right now. I, I don't feel like he is. I, I've seen some I've seen some virtuoso performances that that wasn't a virtuoso performance from Charlo. I, I don't know why I feel a little disappointed about it. You know, like I feel like yeah, he he went to war. I should be, you know my fucking like nuts should be drained right now, but they're not, you know, <laughs> they're not. I feel a little disappointed. I don't know. I, you know, I, maybe it's just my white privilege. You know, I, 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 you know, I need more. My privilege requires more. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Entertain do you me. I look, yes. man,
1: I, it's, I think he, here's the thing with power, with any pound for pound list. And I'll say this about from, Six to 10 to 15. What What's separating these guys, man? Honestly, at the end of the day, what is separating the, the Jermel Charlos from the Juan Francisco Estradas who just had a rough performance where he got beat up a little bit? It's just there's three or four guys that are separating themselves from everybody right now. And the rest of the guys are just the rest of the guys at this point. Is he right around in the ten range, to ten to twelve to fifteen range after that performance? Sure, I do believe he takes a couple steps back on if he's on your pound for pound list. He ought to be taking some steps back, if not off of it, which is fine. It's not a big deal. Oh no! Look, Lomachenko had a fucking horrible performance against Tiafimo Lopez. Terrible. Yeah. Way worse than what Jermel Charlo did last night. He's, sure. He stayed on the list because of what he's done in the past. He's more, and, and in, in a performance in his comeback fight, looked very good and looked like a, you know, put on a vintage type performance. It's just, it's all fluid. It's all moving all the time. Just because Jermel Charlo had a bad night last, or didn't look great last night, doesn't necessarily mean that was his best night and we got the best Jermel Charlo. There's just expectation in boxing that, when these guys get in the ring, that you're getting their, you're getting their best, you're getting their A outing every time. It's just not the case, and it's that's not the case in any sport, you know, basketball, football, baseball. All these guys, they have off nights. Was that an off night? Could have been. I don't know. I've seen fighters have off nights, come back the next fight, and look fucking outstanding. So it is what it is. Uh, I'll say this: yes, it's fucking drop them down the list. It is fair to drop Jermel Charlo down your pound-for-pound list or make an argument now to keep him off. It's all fair game. If you're getting upset about it,
0: stop being a little gay-ass fanboy. That's all I'm going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My money is on we do not see Jermel Charlo again this year. That's that's where my money's at.
1: And and that would be very disappointing, but it is what it is. That's what these fucking guys do now, man. They're part-time fucking fighters, a lot of them, really, honestly.
0: My biggest problem that I have right now with boxing, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not the, it's not the meaningless belts because I I'm, you know, I'm growing up, you know, I'm, I'm getting used to the fact that, that, that is, they've just ruined the sport, all of these sanctioning bodies and the people that accept their trinkets, you know, you're not going to make new fans if people don't understand it. Like, like, how am I going to explain to my son? Like, I'm, right now, I'm teaching him how to watch Rocky movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, what am I supposed to say to him? Like at the end, when like Rocky's holding up the ring magazine belt, he's like, "Oh, Daddy, what is that? What's he holding up?" I'm gonna be like, "Nothing, son." <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> you know. Like that's part of that scene. Like that's part of like winning the championship, the ultimate goal. It's the representation of the of the culmination of a journey, <laughs> you know. Like no, son, no, it's that's nothing. not what that is. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 not the it's not the scorecards anymore, Vin. It's not you know, the Texas cooking. Like it's none of that. You know, the the thing that that gets me like upset. Like I actually get, I actually get like like emotionally outraged is I just don't like seeing guys that have to do more. Like they're not positioned like the Charlos. They have to take a path that might get them one shot. Like they're not on, you know, they're not on the a side list. Like they're not preferential Mm -hmm. treatment. Like they just, they just want to get that one shot and guys like Brian Castaño guys like you know, Roman Gonzalez, guys like Gennady Golovkin, guys like Sergey Kovalev, like in their biggest moments, right? It doesn't take away from from their careers, but to see them finally get to that one moment that they wanted, that one signature moment that would that would just cap off, uh, you know, an otherwise Hall of Fame career, and just have it taken from them because that's the politics of boxing. That's the thing. That I hate the most about boxing. People give me shit for being like, well, how dare you? You're criticizing Germ- uh, Jermel Charlo's comments. He deserves some time off. Okay. Well, I'm not his fucking mom. All right. <laughs> so you can worry about if he has enough rest. I don't care about that. You know, I'm here. I'm here for the fights. Right. Right. But the thing that drives me the most crazy and that I'll never be able to reconcile about this sport is just how many. People it has fucked over, like how many fighters it has fucked over just across the board. And I'm talking about like the guys that get that opportunity, right? The guys that, 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 you know, it, it, it puts an exclamation. It's the, it's that, it's the step over the peak, right? And that it just gets completely fucking taken away from it. Some people don't even get to that point before they get fucked over. You just hate to see it always happen in the biggest, on the biggest stages, in the biggest fights, in the biggest moments. Boxing always shows its fucking ass every single time. It's like, well, here comes boxing again. I guess we have to babysit this motherfucker. <laughs>
1: <Right>? <laughs> it, look, we've talked about it before. We've talked about it years ago on the show. All right. and And, and it's always been a thing in the sport. I'm saying I've noticed it now more lately because I pay attention to it now and I, and I can see it happening now. But these guys are hand picked when there's a lot of them when the contracts are initially signed. We've got a path, we've got a mapped out fucking this is how we're going to get you to the ch- to the pot of gold, okay? This is how we'll get you there. We're going to give you every advantage along the way and then there's the other the the B level prospect or the C level foreign fighter that may be just as skilled, but they know when signing him, eh, we're not gonna make very much money off this kid. So we're gonna have to maneuver this thing a little differently. If he gets there, he gets there. You know, we really kind of eh, he's more of an opponent for us, hopefully. And then those guys get to the get to that spot and they they know, oh shit, they're not the draw. Maybe uh Look, we need we need something else. That we need American boxing to step in here, and make sure the right thing happens for the sport. In the eyes of some that's what it seems like, anyways. Like this is what's right for the sport now. Maybe this guy should win, and he did win this fight. But the sport really needs this to happen. So this is what we're gonna give you. It, it comes. Yeah, it, who the fuck gets to make that decision? Right, <laughs> and I'm not saying that's how it happens, but it legit comes off like that sometimes and especially with yeah. foreign fighters in America. I know Castaño is an American based fighter, but he's Argentinian. He doesn't have a fucking fan base to sell to. You're not gonna build a pay-per-view lineup off of his name. So it, it, these are the things here. They've all they're all there. You know when you're looking at these big fights, keep that shit in mind. Keep that shit in mind because I, when I, when I, when they went to the scorecards last night, I went, you dumb fuck. Why didn't you bet the draw? God damn it. Because I knew Castaño won, but they weren't going to fucking give it to him. He didn't do enough. He didn't do enough for them to be able to say, all right, we can't not give it to this guy. He, he did just the not enough down the stretch
0: for us to, here's the draw that we, that we promised you know then well they fill out the scorecard round by round <laughs> there's no way they could they could know the math in advance and what it would take to make sure a a certain outcome happens like nope already filled it in i couldn't have cheated <laughs> like, what kind of logic is that um yeah man i just hate to see it like i don't know there it's there's it's the it's the kid in me man I want to see. I want to see the ultimate winner. I want to see. I want to see achievement. I want my. I want my kids to have guys to look up to. Like boxing's turning into fucking everything else, where it's like, well, it doesn't matter who won. It doesn't matter who wins, since when? Like, if you would have asked, if we had this conversation 15 years ago, you wouldn't have said that pussy ass shit right there. You know what I mean? You'd have been fucking like tough. You'd have still had some. Some fucking Alice in Chains lyrics, uh, fucking and <laughs> Creed, you. you know. Who turned into a he it's, turned into an old soft event. It's of notes now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey man, that shit is that shit is bumping sometimes. You know what I mean? Oh man, I don't know, brother. Look, at the end of the day, we got a draw. So if we ever see it again. I don't know. I have a feeling we will not. And however that takes place, I'm sure, I'm sure Al's got a plan, right?
1: Yep. This is just another one of those nights in boxing where it was like, Hey, great fight. Terrible outcome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't worry about it. Everybody will forget about the guy who got screwed. (laughs) The guy who got screwed. They all look the same anyways. (laughs) um okay Vin. news and notes i thought anthony joshua versus Alexander Usyk was official i thought that that was like i thought eddie was like ah, yeah i don't want to do this but i guess we'll do this but apparently there might not be doing it so what's going on <laughs> so look look this is what i
1: like it's lately here with eddie hearn and these fight fight announcements i'm thinking about it last night and i'm like this is this is what I equate this shit to, right? So you remember like you'd be back in the day, you'd be you met this chick, right? You, you're, you, you've hung out a few times, you're vibing, every shit's going well. You know you're hanging out this second or third time, you're like, I'm about to seal the deal tonight. It's happening. I can feel it. All I gotta do is just let shit happen. And when the opening comes, I take my chance, right? And we and I'm in there, but your mind's fucking, it's, it's running. You can't help it. And the next thing you know, you're fucking standing there with your dick in your hand saying, you want some of this? And you have, you have effectively, <laughs> effectively ruined all future chances of fornicating with said <laughs> woman because you couldn't wait for the opening to present itself. You had to just pull your dick out and tell everybody all about it. <laughs> this is Eddie Hearn in these situations. Eddie, once again, pulls his dick out and gives us an announcement for a fight that's not real. It's not real. This What is, what is this guy doing? I, I, I'm sorry. It comes out this week. He wants fucking options on Usyk. It's like, dude, Eddie. Put your dick away, man. Stop with the options. Get this fucking thing signed. And 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 I don't care if there's a date and a venue. If these guys haven't signed on the on the dotted line, you have nothing. You have nothing. This trend is absolutely Dude, I'm 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 like Eddie Hearn to me is like he said the most interesting man in fucking boxing right now. I'm like I don't understand this guy. What, 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 is, what, what is he fucking doing? He just loves to just put it out there. Here. <laughs> Take a look at it. Is it real? Who knows? I don't know.
0: All those elephant walks paid off. So. <laughs> <laughs> People want to know how you add add a few inches. <laughs> Get fucking drug around by that thing for a little while. See what happens. It's just,
1: it's just hilarious to me that that, like, this is the new trend in boxing. You just brought it up with the Canelo shit. Like they want, they, PBC wants options on Canelo for what? Aren't you supposed to be doing your fighter? The one fighter who matters right now that Canelo wants to fight. Don't you have his interest in mind here? You should be getting him that payday. Not be concerning yourself with the profits you can make after that if you can get this guy to to sign over his his you know, a percentage of his career for the next two fights. It drives me nuts, dude. I don't get the business model for growing the sport, other yeah, than but that's
0: just the way it is. That's just the way it is, Vin.
1: <laughs> and it's been going on like uh, James Braddock's fucking, uh, manager had 10% of Joe Lewis moving forward for the rest of his career. Like I get it. Okay. Shit, shit like that has happened before, but I'm talking about right now. Okay. It's, it's this new thing. It's, it's fucking prevalent and it's fucking up big fights. So stop that shit. Let the big fight happen. And then who knows, maybe you run it back and you get a piece of his action again, you don't need to have an option on them. Everybody, like, it's just, there's like a fucking, it's like a fucking pimp culture in
0: boxing. It's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> it's like Papa How says to Canelo, hey, I, I'll serve, a, I'll deliver plant, but I'm going to need a freckle from your pecker. Right? <laughs> I mean, look, dude, I look, from what I gather from Canelo, is that he is a very loyal person. Just look mm-hmm. at his relationship with the Reynosos. And it feels like Eddie Hearn is doing well by Canelo, mm-hmm. right? The best thing that Eddie Hearn could do in in all of this is doing what he's doing, keeping completely quiet. Let the PBC and them com- just completely fuck this up because Eddie's not going to pressure Canelo like that. At some point, Caleb Plant's going to have to sit and, and, and turn and look – at Papa Al and be like, listen, you're fucking me out of money. I will never see again because you want a slice of his paycheck. What about me? <laughs> right. At some point, I mean, that has to come into play. Right. Like, dude, I have an opportunity to make Who else. Am I going to make 10, 12 million against that's in your fucking stables? you going to give me Pacquiao. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and nobody else in the PBC moves the needle like that. Nobody. You know, it just seems to me that the PBC is cutting their nose off despite their face. I I I don't see how this benefits their relationship with Plant. You know, it's just it comes off as fucking greedy. It's like you snooze, you lose. You should have got him before Eddie did, because Eddie will literally do anything.
1: <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, and I actually completely forgot about this, and I I could have said something on Twitter earlier in the week. All right, I had somebody tell me who legitimately talked to Caleb plant last weekend in Las Vegas. Talk to him. This is from the fucking horse's mouth. So you could do with it what you want. I'm not a, I'm not that guy who does hashtag sources and says some gay shit. Okay. I'm just telling you what I heard. He said, Caleb plant. The reason that it is not signed right now is because they are seeking a 70 30 split from Canelo. Canelo is not having that right now. So of course, Canelo not having that. Now you're hearing Triple G's name thrown back into the conversation. Oh, the trilogy is now all of a sudden a possibility. So they're 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 throwing it back into Plant's lap and making him sweat a little bit here. It's a typical negotiation in any fight, and he'll probably like we saw this with the second Triple G fight. Eventually, Canelo will give in if it's something that he really wants. He'll he'll give up a couple two three percent or whatever he has to give to to make Caleb plant happy and to get this fight signed. I, th- I think it gets done at some point. I just think it's hilarious how, how these negotiations play out. And it's like, there's a playbook for everything. If you, you just see it happening. It's it's ridiculous,
0: man. But let me ask you this about, about the triple G thing. Is it just bait? Or do you think that since the timing of all of this would say, okay, well, you're going to have to announce something soon if you're still going to do your, your plan of fighting in September and then again before the end of the year, right? So if that's going to happen, then we need to hear something. Wh- what if it is G in September and then he fights Caleb Plant in in early January?
1: It could easily be that. I mean, I wouldn't surprise me at all because, look, the uh, zone Canelo still has some, like you said, he's a very loyal guy. He still seems to hold some sense of loyalty to DeZone as well, for whatever reason. I think he thinks more that golden boy in signing their contract with the tried to get over on him more than the did. So I, I think he still feels a level of like loyalty towards them. And he, they, he knows that's the fight that they would like him to fight. You know, they want to get that fight. <laughs> They've been trying to get that fight for three, four fucking years now. It seems like it's ridiculous. So it's like, I, I wouldn't be fucking surprised at all. I And I think tr- uh, Triple G would drop all other plans. I think that's all he wants is one more fight with Canelo. I really don't think he cares about any belts. If he's got to get a Murata fight in the meantime to hold out for a Canelo fight, sure, I think he'll do that. But other than that, he's he's. I think he's made it pretty clear. I'm not fighting Andre. I'm not fighting Charlo. Let me know when Canelo's ready to fight, and then I'll be the fuck out this bitch. Fuck boxing. That's, that's the... That's the impression I get from Triple G. So, look, man, to be honest with you, I know know most people aren't on this side of the street when it comes to this. I would so much rather see Canelo Triple G3 than I would Canelo Plant. And I know it's fucking full unification. I don't really care. I, I know how good Canelo is. I don't really care to see him fully unify against the fourth fucking white guy that he's fought in a row. I just, I don't. I don't, I don't (laughs) fucking care. (laughs) He's Uh, gonna beat Caleb Plant. He will beat Caleb Plant way easier than he beats Triple G. Sorry, it just is what it is.
0: You know, I think the problem that 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 the PBC defenders are having with this is that well, look what the PBC has to offer. I mean, you should just you should just take it. Look at these opponents you otherwise wouldn't be able to get Canelo. I mean, look. But that's that's what these like like those sycophants can't understand is that you know Canelo's the economy so Canelo's going to dictate how much money is made in a fight you know um it's not going to be a half filled you know PBC arena that's just not those, those fucking got the way those fucking guys can that, they'll say that and, and then they'll uh, they
1: they'd love to see a fighter be a free agent and and, and get the bag and work on his own Ooh. you know be in charge Ooh. of his own career but then yeah. when it comes to Oh, yeah, you should sign with the... Like, shut the fuck up, dude. You guys are the most inconsistent, dumbass motherfuckers
0: out there, dude. I swear, man. You know, people call them fanagers, man. I'm going to start calling them momagers. (laughs) (laughs) They they do. They fucking act like... They act like a nagging mother of the fighter. Um, Then, you know what? I have listed here this Regondial versus Casimiro thing. No. And I'm sitting here thinking about it for a second, and I'm like... Why, do I, why did I even write that? I ain't trying to have my pay docked. We ain't talking about Rigno's <laughs> son.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get out of here, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, we appreciate all of you tuning in to episode 323 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. Subscribe to the show. Follow us on social media at Vince Cummings 81 at Kenny Keith Jr. at the Boxing Rant. And we'll see you next time on the Boxing Rant Podcast.
1: But I'm the best ever, my style is impetuous, there's no one that can match me I'm
0: the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been My defense is impregnable, anybody can get it.